0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Gary Sayer and Kelly Fox.
1: Hello and welcome to Fearless Generation's 12 Steps to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox and I am excited to be here. We are on step 12, love, and tonight we are talking about no judgment. So I mm. am excited to be here, excited to get into this topic, and I am excited to introduce my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry?
0: Well thank you i'm doing doing well. I'm excited about this topic and can't wait to get started. Yes,
1: yes, I love the step of love, not only because it kind of wraps up and encompasses everything on the twelve steps to freedom um, but it's also our last step and so it's this happy, bittersweet month of you know, delving into self-love and the love of our life and others. And then we get to start over again. So (laughs) it's a great month all together. And I think that on my journey of love, um, I am kind of a beginner. Uh, It took me a long time to get to a place where, I really felt like I loved myself, and it's it's only been you know maybe five or so years where you know I've put in boundaries, and I've started to love myself to a higher degree um, and able to see my own beauty and express my own beauty and only accept, you know, the best behavior towards myself. And not only from others, but from myself. And I love no judgment because I am so judgmental of myself. And I hold myself to a high standard. (laughs) I was talking about this with one of my besties the other day about, she said, I hold myself to an extremely high standard. I said, yeah, you do. <laughs> um, and I think that, that I I do hold myself to a high standard, yet I think it's when we start to judge ourselves in those moments where we don't reach it or we judge um ourselves and our lows when we beat ourselves up you know that is that's when the judgment comes in and that's when it's no longer love and it's no longer good or healthy so um terry let's get into this so what are your thoughts around no judgment in the in the field of love
0: well, I think you uh you hit hit it on the head or hit hit it on the nail on the head, whatever I'm going to say. Uh, when we judge ourselves, that that's, that's uh, one form of judgment that can really affect our capacity to to make progress, to move forward, to see the the world for us and to look for the good in life. Um, but when I When I think of self-love, I really think about um, my own journey of self-love. Being your mom, I've watched you accomplish a lot in that area, which is always gratifying to me. And I point in my life when I I probably learned about self-love, oh, maybe 10 or 12 years ago when I really started looking at Fearless Living and the tools and strategies that we teach. And I realized that a lot of the things or the ways that I loved others was out of duty rather than out of authenticity. And that's when I really had the, I like to say the epiphany where if I didn't Mm -hmm. love myself and I didn't care for myself, then it was really difficult for me to actually honestly care for others in the way that was authentic real love you know love that that had no strings attached love that wasn't felt like oh if I don't do this I'm not going to be a good mom or if I don't do this then I'm not a good person and that was a really big beginning for me and then my journey um, after that kind of awakening has been to learn to love others not my family so much, but other people. So I I always talk about, I mean, everybody knows that I talk, you know, freely about my my faith and, and God and that that's a really important part of my life. And I want to love like Jesus loved. That's really my purpose. That's what I want to be able to do is love as he loved. And that means loving your enemies. <laughs> and to me, that was, Oh, that's really asking a lot to to love my enemies, and yet that's what I've been striving to do. And the other day, I was on a, a podcast with some friends, and this one gal that I just really like a lot and admire her, and feel like she's a really um, an example of being able to be herself, love herself, and and just do her, you know. I mean, she she's really very authentic. And so she was talking about something and she said, "Yep, and I'm going to do me and you do you." And I thought, "Oh my goodness." I mean, that just like hit me like a like a brick. And I thought, "That's mm-hmm. what I've been, you know, th- that's putting into words what I've been trying to practice and being willing to practice, which is taking my concept of love to a deeper level where I'm loving and I'm going to say enemies in that's really not that they're my enemies people that maybe don't have the same values that I have people that think differently than I and I want to be inclusive and I want to have that love for them and I've been working at that practicing that and and evaluating my progress in that area and when she said that it was just like oh my goodness that's it. That's it. I do me. You do you. And that's awesome. No judgment. Mm-hmm. No, you know, just love the person for being themselves. And I thought that that's thing I can practice, and I can say that to myself. Now it may not resonate with anyone else, but it resonated with me, and it helped me to think about judgment in the act of love. And you can love someone and and not not even like them, you know? I mean you can honestly mm-hmm. let people be themselves and and that's a kind of love, you know, that inclusive letting people just be them. And it doesn't mean I have to be their friend or I have to spend time with them. But they have every right to be who they are. And that was kind of cool for me. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. I feel like, and if you ask my friends, they would also say that I am a very non-judgmental person and I am with others because I know that we're all on our own journey. We all have, um, you know, different skills and abilities and that most people are doing the best they can with what they have mm-hmm. and what they know. And so I – am pretty good at not judging other people um it's it's when it comes to me that i am less practiced mm-hmm. <laughs> less skilled mm-hmm. and um and so it's remembering you know in that process of self-love you know we have to do it for ourselves first right so mm-hmm. We gotta let go of that judgment on ourselves so that we can more fully give it to others. And there are times that I'll find myself judging other people. I'm not saying that I am, you know, great at it. Uh, Usually it's easier with people that I don't know whatsoever and I have absolutely no information about them. Um, Though I do catch myself and say, Kelly, you don't know that, you know. Hmm. You don't know what's going on with that person or, or you know, what has happened in their lives and why they're in this situation. You don't know. And then I let go. Also, I'm pretty good at letting go of first impressions um, because we all have them. We all have that initial feeling or idea of someone when we meet them. And yet I'm pretty good at letting that person tell me who they are um, and not letting that first impression stick with them. And I think that that's a skill as well um, that you mm-hmm. learn and that you practice. And um, I feel like, you know, that's something that I've really practiced in in wanting to become a better friend and I have really practiced letting go of judgment. I remember mm-hmm. when I was a freshman in high school, I was so judgmental. Oh, my gosh. I remember, like, berating my friends with, you know, oh, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And, oh, if you do this, you're that kind of a person and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, my freshman year kind of hit me in the face. And I was like, man, I need to stop doing that, you know, uh, I need to stop acting like that and uh, have a little bit more compassion for other people um, and uh, and that was the beginning of my process of of letting go of those judgments and holding people to certain standards and letting go of expectations and allowing people to be who they're going to be and loving Mm. them anyways and um i have a lot of friends where we believe different things we have different values um you know we have different political affiliations if that's the right word um and yet (laughs) i i love them regardless um because i think that regardless of who we voted for or what kind of beverage we drink or how we drive our car, there is something at the core of us. And that is what I love. That is the part of the person Mm -hmm. that I love. And I kind of say that it's my superpower that I can see that part of people And I can love that part of that person. And so even with people who are my enemies, as we were talking about before, I can love that part of that person. And Mm -hmm. I don't have to like anything else around it, but I love that part of the person. And that's how I can love my neighbor. Um, I truly don't wish bad on anyone, even the people that I really, really, really don't like. Mm-mm. And there's only a few of those people. I mean, it takes it takes a lot to get me to really, really not like you, Mm-mm. and um, and stuff. And and I can I can hold that. I can I don't want to be anywhere near that person, but I can love that that core piece of them, and you know, have compassion and see their innocence. And I think that mm-hmm. that is what no judgment is. Is, yeah. is seeing others' innocence, and and that means for anyone who's unfamiliar with that, because we've said it before, I'm sure, but seeing someone's innocence is is giving them kind of like giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, um, knowing that they're not being malicious, they're not making your day bad because they can. They're not purposely trying to hurt you or offend you or um, make you late for work. They are—they're um, just doing the best they can. And uh, in that moment, that's—that's that's how they're showing up the best they can. And um, also seeing that, you know, when someone is short with you or, um, you know, puts you down. That's their fear talking, not them. And so seeing their fear, having compassion for the fact that they're triggered and they're in their fear, and allowing your freedom to still stay present, and so that it's not fear dealing with fear, but freedom having compassion for fear. And uh, so that's all in the process of seeing someone's innocent. And that also seeing your own innocence.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh that's a part of going deeper into the concept around around fear and freedom. And I think you, you mentioned early on when we were talking about having that uh lack of judgment on yourself, you know, and how important that is that we don't judge ourselves harshly. And I think that for me was kind of like getting rid of my perfectionism and recognizing that I didn't have to be perfect. And that was kind of almost the turning point in my life when I finally was able to say, you know, you're, you're fine just the way you are and you're doing your best. And that's all, that's really the, that's exactly what you can do is strive to do what you can, when you can, the best you can. And that's what uh, gets moves you ahead, you know. And that whole concept of, of not beating myself up and not judging myself partially was a totally new, just a whole new world for me because I had been doing it for a very long time. And it was not only affecting me, it was affecting my children and my marriage and, you know, just always, feeling like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't making enough progress. I wasn't, you know, living up to my expectations, which is something we talk about a lot in fearless living and how important it is to have that compassion for yourself, have that love for yourself, recognize you're doing the best you can. like you said, seeing your innocence and allowing yourself to grow and to uh, practice and not to be have this unrealistic myth that you can be perfect and that if you're not perfect you're not good enough and that uh you know that was a struggle that i i lived through for a long time and probably like i said for about the last 10 years i've made progress in that area to where i don't judge myself harshly but what you know perfectionism is kind of a an addiction, and so I have to work at it constantly and consistently Mm -hmm. see my innocence, consistently know that I'm enough, consistently value my contribution to the planet, and uh, give myself a break and have compassion for myself. That was the one thing I denied myself, even though I gave it to others. I denied myself the compassion of being human and when you deny yourself that compassion of being human then you you will not be vulnerable if you're not vulnerable then you're not going to grow and you're not going to have the capacity to to change so it's all it's all tied up in that judgment either the judgment of ourselves or the judgment of others is contrary to the journey of love the journey from fear to freedom and so it's uh, that whole concept of judgment, comparing um, our self-destructive behaviors.
1: Yeah, I love that you brought up comparing. That was something that I wanted to touch on, like just came to my mind. See, we're so in sync. Um, anytime we we see ourselves comparing ourselves to another person, either putting ourselves above or putting someone else above us, it's a judgment. And so that's why comparing is so um, detrimental to our mental health because when we're, we're creating a judgment there, we're saying, I'm better than you or you're better than me, and that's not true. Um it's not true whatsoever, we're all in a different place. We all have different skills. We can't compare ourselves to each other there's There's no comparison um it's apples to oranges or you know apples to feet like there's no comparison <laughs> and, um, and I think that that's something that uh I have definitely put myself in and it's something that i can still fall into easily if i'm not aware if I'm not if i'm not being mindful if i'm not connecting in with myself and and looking at the truth of of what's going on and that reminds me that today is the first day um, of our Get uh, five ways to get fearless. Uh, five day five tool challenge, and our tool today is: Are you making it up or is it true? And I think that that is a huge tool that you can use with no judgment, because if you see Absolutely. yourself having judgment, ask yourself: Are you making it up or is it true? And find the lies in there. Find what fear is saying is true, but it's not. And break, break down that judgment um, and get rid of it. And if you aren't a part of the challenge, please come join us. It is in our Facebook group, which is Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations. We would love to have you in there. We have posts that post all day long. And um, there's a workbook. And each day there's one sheet um, of questions for, to ha- support you in implementing that tool. And then at the end of the night, you write down what you learned in a specific post. And um, everyone who, uh, who comments in the group, gets a chance at winning a prize and the one who posts (laughs) the most over the challenge gets a prize. So go get in our Facebook group, be a part of the challenge. Uh, We would love to have you there and um, give you support, get your feedback, answer your questions, whatever it is that you might need in this moment to be more fearless. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, I love this tool. Um, Are you making it up or is it true? Um, It was the first tool that I used when I started my journey 16 years ago in Fearless Living, and it's easy to remember because it was the year my daughter was born. But, um, mm -mm. yeah, uh, I, I asked myself this question constantly all day long because I was making up. So many stories and so much about myself, and it was all judgment. Self, I'm not capable. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not whatever enough, and that's a judgment. And you're not going to love yourself if you're constantly judging yourself and putting yourself down. So – Let go of the judgments. Let go of fears, lies, and limitations that it puts on you to keep you small and trapped in your comfort zone. Let go. Be willing to believe something new. Be willing to love yourself and let go of those judgments and start to believe that you are enough, because that is the truth. And when you love yourself, it is a whole lot easier to believe that you are enough. Mm-hmm. So that is the goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting that, um I mean, my, you know, you and I are different generations, but it was... um I think there was a a lot of misconceptions around what that meant to love yourself. And there was a lot of, a lot of confusion that that meant you were selfish. You were putting yourself first and that, you know, that was just not, it was not the generation, maybe it's generational. I think of my mother and I think of my grandmother and it was like, you know, my grandmother, I don't, you know, I wish I could have a conversation with her now after I've had, these experiences and this transformation and my understanding of what it means to put myself first and love myself. And it's, it's not a selfish thing at all. It's really um, selfless where you, you understand that if you aren't full, if you don't have love and compassion in your life for yourself, then to turn around and give that to someone else is really, you know, it's almost impossible because if you don't understand what it feels like, what it sounds like, what it, you know, what actions are involved in self-love. How do you give that to someone else if you can't give it to yourself? It it becomes a duty, you know, like I don't know how my grandmother felt about it. If if she felt like it was her duty, her place, her value was, was on her giving to others and being, um, you know, selfless, not, not giving herself the same amount of uh, compassion and forgiveness and grace that she, she gave others. And I just, I wonder, I wish I could have that conversation. I've, I've had it with my mom as much as we can. She's 98 years old (laughs) and she's pretty set in her ways. But you know how important it is to, to love yourself and to, to give yourself compassion and forgive yourself because she still beats herself up and she still thinks about things when she was, you know, a young mom and mistakes that she feels like she made and she, she finds it hard to forgive herself. And now I watch Kelly who's the generation after me and I can see how, how important it is for her to take care of herself. And because she's doing that and because she's not comparing herself and Feeding herself up, she's able to, you know, deal with the complexities of of loving in a in a large family, taking care of herself in order to take care of her six children, and and I've learned in this stage of my life where I'm a complete empty nester, uh, and a widow, and a mother, grandmother, and great grandmother, how I can live my life fully, because I take care of myself. And how much more I can give to my grandchildren, to my children, my great-grandchildren, because I take care of myself. And so I, I, sometimes I think it's, it's, it's an evolution of understanding of being a woman in generations after generation and how our, in our day we can really uh, have this full expression of self-love. And how important that is and what a difference it makes in our life. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: letting go of that judgment is so important. Letting go of that, oh, this is selfish or I'm being self-centered um, because I'm thinking of myself and what my needs are and what what do I need to do to fill my cup. And it's not. Because when we give from an empty cup, resentment, and do we want to give, you know, resentment to people? No, we want to give them love, and we want to give them, you know, a a full, uh, you know, part of ourselves, (laughs) Uh, not an empty part of ourselves. So... Uh, This has been a great discussion tonight. I am excited that we were able to share uh, this topic together. And um, we thank you all for being here with us each week. Uh, Keep coming back. Send your friends. um, And remember to go over to the Facebook group and join the five-day challenge. Five tools in five days, five ways to get fearless. So come on over and uh, get all of that information. Um, Terry and I do a Facebook Live each day. If you go over there, you can check that out now. And um, we're having a lot of fun with it. So just want to remind everyone that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. You can find out more about her and the institute at fearlessliving.org. We are at fearlessgenerations.org. And until next week, everybody, be fearless.
0: Mm -hmm. Be fearless. Bye-bye.